Chris Terrywall for it is once again Friday. I'm sorry I wasn't there last week. I was away with my kids. Oh my god, do I just want to chill out and have some drama with you guys. Oh yeah, I'm late. I'm really late because we were filming the cooking feast, man. The cooking feast, as voted by you lot, who chose some exceptional dishes that we had to create between the three of us. And we literally just wrapped. We wrapped just two minutes ago. <laughs> How you doing, bud? Full. You're full. <laughs> You're full. We had to do the sit-down eat. Ooh, what did we cook? Well, you could work it out from the tweet machine for sure, but we added in a couple of extras uh, that we thought you guys might enjoy. A couple of extras that we didn't really uh, put to vote because there were sides and stuff like that. But, good God. In fact, I was the sticky master today. I was the sticky master today. I was the champion of all things gooey and sticky. And also, Team Emma got involved. So look forward to that. It'll probably be on Monday. But the competition to win the cookbook... To win the cookbook, if you want the cookbook, we have a few of the cookbooks to give away. Closes at the end of drama time. Yeah, it does. It copies at the end of drama time. So if you want to be a part of that, all you do is you retweet this. And then we'll choose the winners after drama time. It will close after the end of drama time. So if you want to retweet that, all good with us. It helps us out. Even if you don't want it, it helps us out. Because Blizzard takes note of the nearly 3,000 of you. I do not have 3,000 cookbooks. Sorry, <laughs> I do not have 3,000 cookbooks, uh, but uh, nearly 3,000 of you who managed to tweet that for us. So if we could hit 3,000, uh, I've linked the wrong tweet. There we go. I've linked the wrong tweet. Hold on. It needs 16 of you to retweet it. Let me get the right one. I've linked the wrong one. I've linked the wrong one. There it is. There it is. That's the correct one. That's the correct one. <clears throat> I know, it needs 16 people to break 3,000. 16 people to break 3,000 retweets on that. And that would be great, because it'd be like, Blizz, take note, man. <laughs> take note, please, you know. We're here, we're okay, we're good. But that's not why you're here right now. Now, I have, have I got Team Australia in the house? Because I'm going to need some translations. I'm going to need some translate, uh, translations for this one. So I'm going to do that. Demonetized! And we're going to have fun, because there's some Australian phrases in here. There's some straight up in this one that I just don't know, man. I don't know what you're talking about, you Aussies. I've no idea. I've absolutely no idea. So we're going to see what we can do. We're going to see what we can do. Thanks, Mephisto. <laughs> that means buddy. Yeah, it could be friend. I honestly don't know. I had no time to vet the stories today. So I don't know whether this is a horrible person. Is it a friend? I have no idea. I have genuinely no idea. So let's uh, get some names in here. So we need a rogue uh, who will go by the name of, because I just closed it. Uh, Quindmar. 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 We need a girl who will be Josh. My man Josh. Uh, we need... Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember his class and race because he's a twat. Okay. That makes sense. Tristan. <laughs> Congratulations, Tristan. And we need a name for the guild. Audience, if we can have a name for the guild. And what we're going to do is a collective is try and work out whether these people are good people or bad people. That's what we're going to do. So we need an Aussie guild name. We need an Aussie... So, uh, I don't know. The Womblers. Uh, I mean, the Womblers is not really Strayer. We want a Strayer one. We want a Strayer one. Mm, it's not really patronizing enough. <laughs> Down under, can't. Shrimp on the Barbie will do. Shrimp on the Barbie. We should have just called it Foster's, the guild. 
Oh, Sheila. Oh, I've got a better name. The guild is called Sheila's Wheels. <laughs> Sheila's Wheels will be the name of the guild. And that'll be all good. If you're not sure what that is, go and Google it. Have fun. Australian export. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. All right, then. Here we go. I learned, I learned about WoW <laughs> during the trailer release for Wrath of the Lich King, which we all remember pretty well, actually. It was an exceptionally good trailer. And then Mr. Pandaria, though. Huh. Hmm. I remember seeing it and telling my friend all about it. I had never played Warcraft before, so in all honesty, I had no idea what was going on in the trailer, but it looked good. It just looked good. That didn't stop me from bullshitting about absolutely everything, however. I was that kid. I was that kid. In year four. I don't know what year four is. Year four Australia? I don't know. That lied about everything. I lied and I lied and I lied and I lied. I lied about the stupidest things. About how I had all the coolest video games you could imagine that nobody else had ever played before. So it was about nine or ten. About nine or ten. There we go. But every time my friends came to my house, they would have gone missing. And I would just say, it's because I don't really care. It's a crap game anyway. I told my friend all about how the knight in the trailer was the father of the main hero. And how he was the most overpowered character in the game. Like in Star Wars? He asked. Exactly like in Star Wars. I would nod with sage-like wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like Star Wars. I went on and on telling him more and more bullshit. Like how I had got an early copy of the game because my uncle worked for Blizzard. I told him I had already finished it on hard mode multiple times and I thought it was easy now. He asked if I had like got any records in the game. Of course I did, I say. I had them all. All of them. Pick one. I have it. As I went on and on, a senior kid had overheard us. He came over to me. This kid. This kid, Quinma was a tough bastard. He would frequently get in trouble for bullying kids and talking shit at teachers. Oi! Use play World of Warcraft though! I didn't say anything. I couldn't even move. Fucking munters, you mate. Fucking munters. He called us. What's a munter? To the Google. What's a munter? This is where it starts going off the rails for me. What is a munter? An unattractive person, especially a woman. I like you. <laughs> easy. Easy. Thank you, dictionary. Thank you, dictionary. <coughs> Fucking munters, you two. Munters. Luckily, he was there with his girlfriend, Josh, who was also a senior. And she told them, Back off, Quinma. They're only kids. They bickered back and forth for a bit as me and my friend awkwardly locked eyes. After a while, Quinmer had left and Josh went on, talked to me and asked if everything was okay and had I been frightened. I hadn't talked to a lot of girls in my youth, so all I really did was nod and make awkward little squeaky noises. Hmm. Hmm. I'm okay. 
She must have thought I was a bit of a twat because she decided to sit down and continue our conversation. My friend at this point made up some shit about needing, a, to, needing to chuck a piss. Needing to chuck a piss. Surprisingly, talking to her became easier and easier as the minutes went by. <laughs> all, it took, all it takes a few minutes before gradually we're getting better. She asked about WoW eventually, and I went on to tell her tales of my heroics and the deeds I had done in WoW. I wasn't sure if she was actually impressed or if she just wanted to see how far I would go. As our lunch break was ending, she told me that WoW sounded pretty cool and that she might buy a copy and start playing. Fuck, I thought. My mum would never let me buy World of Warcraft. And here was a girl wanting to see all the cool things that I had told her I had in-game. I'd never even seen gameplay before. I'd just seen a trailer on TV. I just nodded. And went off to class. As soon as school finished, I ran home and I begged and pleaded with my mum to buy me some World of Warcraft. At first she went, fuck off. But then she started laughing as I got increasingly desperate. I can't remember exactly how it went, but it must have been tragic to the point of my mum actually laughing at me. <sighs> she got she changed from fun to anger, though, as I kept going on and on about it. I met up with Josh the next day. She had already got the game. She told me all about what she had done, how she had rolled a Blood Elf Paladin and was fighting undead in the starting zones. She then asked me what my character's name was so she could add me. I didn't have a character. The only thing I could think of at the time was how my character had been lost in the database somewhere and how nobody could actually add me at the moment. It might take a while for me to recover it. Smooth, bro. Real smooth. I'm lost. I'm lost in the database. Have you ever... Um, I don't know if you've ever seen, you know, like hackers. You ever seen hackers with uh, the, the hacking system with the bunny rabbits and the flu shots? It's kind of like that. Yeah, my character's like in there. Uh, or it's a bit like Jurassic Park, where it's a Unix system. She knows Unix. And uh, she, they've got to fly around this virtual 3D file management system to find, to, find where, to, find, to find my character. It's in there somewhere, you know what I mean? I hope we can find it at some point. Well, at the moment, I'm kind of dicked, if I'm being honest with you. I spent the next few days going home begging. Begging my mum for a copy. Going to school to talk more shit with Josh about how good I was at the game. I didn't even talk to my old friends anymore, only with her. And finally, about two weeks after my initial ask, my mum bought me the game. I logged in. I made an orc warrior and immediately realized I didn't know what the fuck was going on in this game. I would spam my right click on mobs thinking it would cue more attacks like I was playing Street Fighter. Still, it was an epic experience. I was killing scorpions in the Valley of Trials and I stayed up all night wandering about and clicking everything I could. The next day I met with Josh and I told her the terrible news. My character. My character that I had finished the game with. My character that had conquered all the records had been permanently lost in the database. Blizzard had given me a fresh account to start over with a lot of apologies. She was really genuinely sad for me. Which I now realise was her being a cheeky cunt because she knew exactly that I was bullshitting all along. <laughs> she told me 
That's a shame, mate. But at least you can play with me now. Yeah, it sucks, I said. Yeah, it sucks. Lost a lot of stuff there. But, uh, yeah, I can play with you in that now, I suppose. I mean, I've got no choice, like, you know what I mean? Got no choice in that. I better double down on my lie. Better double down. Yeah, I'll help you out. At this point, she had been stuck on Darkan, the final boss of the Ghostlands area. So instead of finishing the quest, she decided to make her way towards me. I told her I was near the middle part of the map without knowing there were two separate continents. <laughs> Got all the records in this game, mate. All right. What side of the map are you on? You're in Kandor, mate. Azeroth, mate, innit? I mean, Azeroth. You know what I mean? So, I don't know what you're on about there, mate. Fucking Kalimdor and that. I don't know. I mean, Azeroth, where are you? Where are you at, though? Noob, you, mate. Noob. Fucking using all your cooldowns, though. Fucking scrub. Had no cooldowns. It took about a week for us to clear the issue up and actually meet in-game. But it was amazing. And so we started playing a questing together. Her level 20 Blood Elf Paladin and my level 4 Orc Warrior. We had played regularly for a good few weeks before Quinma started joining in our chats at school. Surprisingly, he seemed pretty interested and not all mad I was talking to his girl. Yeah, I don't think he's... Uh, I don't think he's threatened by you. I, don't know, I think Quinma's okay with it. <laughs> I think Quinma's like... <laughs> No, it's fine. You can talk to her all day. It's good. Don't worry about it. You don't worry about it. I think I think it's all good, man. Don't no, you have a problem. <laughs> Before long, Quinma was playing WoW as well as an undead rogue. Of course he is. The three of us were unstoppable. And we cleared through the quests with ease. Look at us quest now. Nothing will stop us. Three of us? Nothing will stop. It wasn't until months later that we learned about dungeons and realized that we were actually just the worst. While we could three-man most of the leveling quests, when it came to dungeons, it's no good, man. It's no good. We would get invited to groups, flamed, and then kicked. As certainly as when Quinma started talking shit back and backing up me and Jersh. He would say things like, fuck off, you deadest Suki cunts. He would type back at them. What is Suki? Picking up all kinds of terms here, Andy. Australian insults for days. Go on. You Suki. What's that? Suki. Uh, girl out of uh, True Blood. Lies. Suki means you're a whinging bastard. Shit that, mate. Or a sissy. Christ. It means you're timid, sissy, whinging, complaining, jelly beans. All of the above. Doesn't sound very good, that, mate. Yeah. So this guy is... You deadest... What's deadest? Deadest... Is that the dankest? No, I don't think so. I spelt wrong, you because know, Australian. Deadest. I don't know what deadest is. Deadest slang. I'm saying it wrong? Mm, dead tired, deadbeat, shagged out. So I guess lazy. Deadest. Yeah, it says deadest. That's, that's what it's going for. It's going for that. Alright, so... You're a deadest Suki cunts, he would type back at them. I know cunts. Nailed it. Nailed it. We never finished many dungeons. Oh, man. <laughs> I wonder what lies at the end of Razorfen Kral. What mysteries are down there? We'll know. The stockades. Don't even get me started on the stockades. We can't get past the first tunnel, man. It's crazy in there. It's madness. But the few we did finish 
We felt glorious. It was a long journey to 70, but we had finally grinded and quested our way to the cap. This was about seven or eight months since we started playing, and the three of us were good friends at this point. Now I was in year five. Oh, yes. Quinmer and Jersh were in high school. Still, this didn't have a real big effect on the game, but it did affect how often I saw them in real life. Quinmer lived near me, but Jersh lived quite a distance away. I would see him at the shopping centre nearby, hanging about. He's a chav, isn't he? He's a chavy bastard, and you want to be part of Team Chav. That's what's going on. Hanging about in the shopping centre. He'd asked me how school was now I was doing. I was now cool and told him that it was shit. Yeah, pretty shit, mate. Yeah, I've been at school. Fucking losers there, mate. All losers. Shit since you left, though, bro. You was like the carry of the whole school. Now it's wank, though. Now it's wank. He told me about he and Jersh had high school friends that also played WoW. And they had joined a guild for Wrath of the Lich King. He asked if I wanted to join. And immediately I asked... What is a guild? As I got home that day, I accepted his invite into the rank of the shrimp on the barbie. Once Wrath of the Lich King had released, I went full serious mode. We did all the leveling quests. And we finished all of the normal mode dungeons with our guild. We felt on top of the world. And that we were definitely ready to raid. Yeah. Name one. Upguard Pinnacle. Done it, mate. Yeah. Ajol Narub. Done it, mate. Done it. Yeah. Halls of Stone, bro. Done it, mate. Done it. Easy game. Easy game. I felt nervous. I had looked up many guides on raiding and still felt inadequate. I decided to remedy this. By making sure my gear was the best it could possibly be from dungeons. I would not step one foot into Naxxramas 10 without Biss, pre-raid, enchanted, gemmed, to the max, overdrive, flast, food, potions, geared. Quimba said I was a total cook for trying to do this. But Josh would often tell him just to give me a break. I was afraid of raiding. I was afraid of Nax Ramus. I had read how hard it could be. The responsibilities that I would be given in a raid wouldn't be like a dungeon. I spent all my time hunting the few missing bis, bis blue dungeon pieces I needed whilst watching the guild progress through the raids. I refused every invite they sent me until I was ready. Still though, when raid time- So they're raiding and you're not going along because you don't have BIS dungeon gear? Is that what I'm reading? Do you want to come next 10? No, mate. Not even close to ready. Need the sword though. From up guard. Be there in a week or so. Running it every day, mate. See if I get it. Not going in there without BIS though. Nax 10, mate. No, mate. Not going in there without that, mate. Not even a chance. Not even close to a chance. You are fucking stupid if you think I'm going in Nax 10 without Biss. Just saying. When the raid time was over, the three of us would group together and do dungeons like we always had. 
I can easily say that the few months after Wrath's release were some of the best memories in this game. A majority of these memories were me screwing up and Quinma defending me. He had the unique Shakespearean gift of making shit up on the spot that was both crass and really well thought out. Yeah, it's an insult, but it's wise. And it's hard to find that, right? It really cuts to you. Now, Australia, if you could translate for me. <clears throat> Go root a pig, you Yankee dog cunt. Root a pig. That must be fuck a pig, right? That must be, fu go fuck a pig. Go fuck a pig, you American dog cunt. So it's, go have sexual intercourse with that pig, you American canine vagina. Catch this roundhouse to the temple, you bloody drongo. Sir, I'm going to roundhouse kick you in the head, you terrible homeless person. What's Drongo? Drongo. Drongo. Drongo is... The word Drongo is used in Australia and New Zealand as a mild form of insult meaning idiot or stupid fellow. Ah, alright, so you're stupid if you're a Drongo. Stupid. Alright, this one's really hard. I will fucking kings you at the Macca's parking lot. Let's go right now, dog. Now, for, for safety, Macca's is McDonald's. I will kings you. I will kings you. What does that mean? I will kings you. I will fucking kings you. One punching you. Oh, a king. Oh, kingsing is one punching. Okay, okay. <coughs> Now, I don't want to call bullshit on uh, um, Australia. I love my Australian fan base. You're amazing. But it's not Maccas, it's McBastards. Yeah? It's McBastards. And if we can make that universal, I'll be more than happy. I will one-push you at McBastards car parking lot. Let's go right now. Bro, instead of dog. All right. Next one. I will left-right. Good night. Knock you out, piss head. I mean, that's pretty easy. He's got to go for the left right hook, knock out, which is the good night. So it rhymes, actually. I will left right, good night, knock you out, you piss head. That one seems to make sense, and it kind of rhymes. Now, when our author says these were really well thought out and Shakespearean, I don't know about that. But I'll accept that for an Australian, this might seem like poetry. I will accept that as just a cultural difference. Plus one for the rhyme. I vividly remember one time really wanting to branch off from the guild. To join another smaller one that was around my level. I didn't like being a burden to the guild. For some reason I told Quinmer about my plans beforehand. And he told me that he was going to sort it out. And I would have a spot in their rating for sure. I was glad, as I was dreading needing to prove myself to them if I had asked, in, in, asked instead of him. He got back to me eventually and asked him if he had sorted it. No worries, mate, he told me. How did it go? Good? Yeah, 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 yeah,
Yeah, it actually says this in the story. I shit you not, right? I'm going to copy and paste this into the chat. It actually says this. This is this is what I have to read. There you go. <laughs> that is how it is written. Uh, yeah, nah, yeah, 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 nah, 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 mate, yeah, yeah, nah, nah, not really, nah, not really. What do, what do you what do you mean what what do you mean nah? I asked. Cunts fucked. They're heaps mongo anyway. Suki cunts can't even handle bants. Now bants, I know. Let's read this one again. Cunts fucked. Comma. They're heaps Mongo anyway. Suki cunts can't even handle bants. So, the, let me translate this then. They're idiots. Fucking well retarded anyway. Whinging bastards can't even handle a bit of bants. There you go. I think that's pretty much it. My translator can't keep up. I'll do my best for you, boys. I'll do my best. I'll do my best for you. He later told me he just added them and started provoking them one after the other when told when about their guild was utter shit and they should give up and go back to some vanilla raids because they might get more progress there. Suki is cookie. Oh, Suki. So we're going with Suki. Got it, Angel Smurty. Thank you very much. Quinma was my best friend and always made sure to boost my confidence in myself, ensuring me I could raid with the best of them, all before knocking me down a few pegs to make sure I never thought that I was actually better than him. He was the life of the guild. Every YP would be there for every member. Played well, done good lads. Full credit to the boys. You gave 110%. We're going to down this next one. No worries. She'll be right. She'll be right. Stop fucking wiping though on Nax 10 though, because it's Nax 10. Played well, though. Full credit to the boys. Bad credit to the girls, though. You the one who let us down there. Better fix it. It didn't last, though. It didn't last, however. Issues with the guild began rising. Ulduar's release. The guild hadn't fully cleared all the raid tiers beforehand, so the raid leader, Tristan, was pushing the guild into overtime to catch up. Wait a minute, what? The guild hadn't fully cleared all the raid tiers beforehand. You progressing, next 10 when Ulduar came out, though? Normal? Yeah, alright. So we were going into overtime, boys. Blow the whistle. We're having overtime. Overtime on Malagos. 110%, boys. 110%. Press 2. Then press 1. And then press 2 five times, right? Then press 1. Then press 2 five times. Then press 1. And then press 2 five times. And then press one. Did it. Good job, everybody. <laughs> what was once a guild full of banter and fun was now all serious. It was like being having a part-time job. Still, Jersh and Quinma would find time to run dungeons with me to ensure I'd finally get... You're still not in Nax! So I would finally get my best pieces to join in some knacks. Ulduar is out. Ulduar is here. You still haven't got the best dungeon pieces. Like, even if you never entered the dungeon, you should have them by now. Blizzard would have just sent them to you at this point. You're still waiting to go in knacks. Sweet mother of God. I had never once joined in on a raid... But I would listen to them invent. 
Every night I would hear Tristan complain about the healers, specifically Jersh, which led to Quint. The girl's a healer. <laughs> I didn't realize that until now. <laughs> specifically Jersh, which led Quinma yelling back and the entire raid escalating from there. It continued for weeks until Jersh just stopped logging in. Confused ass Quimmer in game, he simply told me that he didn't know what was going on. We ran dungeons with just the two of us and some randoms after she had left. Quimmer was nothing like the dickhead he was in primary, and he was actually really cool when it was just the two of us. But it wasn't the same without Jersh. One day, Quimmer asked me in game to meet him at the, at the supermarket. <laughs> we need to talk. Come to Tesco's immediately. The smoking shelter outside Tesco's. It's our meeting spot. Josh was there. And we asked about what had happened. Eventually I learned that she had extremely religious parents who were already terrified of the corruption from World of Warcraft. What can I say? I can't even put out a cooking video without it being a problem for the kids. I can't. Once those kids see my ribs, it's straight to heroin. No pass go, no collect $200. Whoosh! They see them ribs, heroin, immediately. That is, that's what's happening. That's World of Warcraft for you. That's what it is. They had read many horror stories of pedophiles online. Imagine if anybody in media wrote a story about people having fun online. Do you think it would break the internet in a day? Do you think it would break the internet in a day if they did that? If they just were like, and then Krill's written, there was, there was a stream today, lots of people had fun, we played some games, you know. <laughs> I think it would, uh, it would never be able to even be written, would it? It only took Tristan one phone call home to get her computer privilege taken. And are possibly getting moved away. As Tristan told them. What? That Quinmer was the reason for her spending time online. <gasps> Tristan had contacted the parents. Bastard. Quinmer was an infamous, infamous person in our little suburban community. So it was kind of understandable that her parents wouldn't want her hanging around with him. <gasps> He was the secret naughty boyfriend like Vanilla Ice. That's what he was. Quinma was the rebel. He's that guy you don't want your parents knowing about. Probably got a motorbike or at least a bicycle that's got one of them plastic cups in it that makes a noise like a motorbike. <coughs> something dangerous like that. Something edgy. Probably listens to heavy metal. Yeah, like Linkin Park or something. Something really devil's music. They didn't even know the two were dating. Quinma took the news pretty hard and actually started crying. Oh, God. Well, better break out the My Chemical Romance. We're crying now over a girl. I sat there awkwardly as Jersh comforted him. Oh, my God. I never saw Jersh again. But I'd heard from Quinma that she moved as he visited her as often as he could. It was around this point where I had finally gotten, ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to announce it. I had finally gotten Biss and was ready to begin raiding. We did it. We did it, guys. We are Biss Dungeon Gear. I mean, 
We did it. Quinma scrounged up some mates in the guild to carry me through Nax 10. And it was an amazing run. Afterwards, Quinma told me, congratulations, bro. Enjoy your gear before logging off. The next day, I learned from the other guildmates that Quinwa was being admitted into a flexi school. Which is a special school for troubled kids for beating up Tristan. <laughs> Nax 10, man. Nax 10. You never know what it's going to do. You never know. No, you never know when Nax 10's just going to uproot you in that, you know? Snitches get stitches. See, yeah, there you go. Snitches get stitches. At this point, the guild was falling apart. Quinma's mates had all but abandoned the guild, leaving it most of its, leaving most of the core, core raiders gone. It was at this point that I started playing WoW alone. Jersh and Quinma were really the only friends I ever had. The rest of the year finished up and I was off to high school. The same one that Quinma had attended. As a matter of fact, his mates recognised me. And I had a group of friends to hang out with again. I would ask them what happened to Quinma. But never really received a concrete answer as it seemed that none of them knew either. It was about two years into high school before I was deemed cool enough to be invited to a party. Oh, Feels grim, man. Two years to get a party invite? Even like a, f a birthday? Even just like a birthday? Maybe not many people had a party though. Maybe. It was a pretty shit party and nothing like the movies. Oh no, did you think the high school parties were like... Uh, what are them fighting films where all them teenagers with six packs beat each other up in car parks? Like never back down? And the dancing ones and all that. Did you think every party was like that? No. No. There's not a... Did you think every party had rooms segmented off? This is the sex room. This is the drugs room. This is the weed room. Over here is like the cocaine room. And everybody's got a bedroom where you can all just go and sit in there and do all stuff. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I sat awkwardly on the arm of the couch with a Castle Mine 4X in my hand for what seemed like forever. And then when it was time to go home, I immediately just went and played WoW. But I saw that Quinma was also online. I chatted to him. We talked like it was old times. He asked me about high school, about the girls that I was talking to, which was none, obviously. But I made some up, and about how the guild had fared after he'd left. I was still a bit of a bullshitter, so obviously I was a smooth fucking player, in-game and out, for all he knew. <laughs> yeah, mate, I got like four... For uh, bitches uh, hanging off me dick in it. Keep fucking calling the wrong one though. And I don't realise, you know, till the answer. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to call Becky. Do, 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 do. All right. Oh, Susan. Sup, Suze? You all right? Yeah. Uh, never mind, mate. <laughs> Almost screwed it up on that. But it's all good. It's all good. What about you anyway, mate? Yeah, I've touched the boobs. They feel like apples. Right, like, uh... Like, like applesauce. Yeah. That's what it's like. That's what boobs are like, right? You know. You've been there. <laughs> I asked him what was up with him. And he told me he was out of school and working. 
And that's why he hadn't played too much WoW. He told me all his bros at school were pussy-whipped cunts who wouldn't stand up for him after the Tristan incident. And so, oh, it was his friend's fault. Ah, it was his friend's fault, you see, that he beat the shit out of Tristan and got taken out of school. It was his friend's fault. That's what it was. There you go, man. There you go. And so he never took any effort to reconnect with them all. We talked for a bit before I stupidly decided to mention Jersh and if he had talked to her recently. He told me he thought about her every single day and that it was honestly the worst thing that had ever happened to him. Because I was still a Spurg. Google. Spurg. Because I was still a Spurg. A Spurg is both a verb and a noun. It's almost always used for internet purposes and to sum it up, it pretty much means somebody with Asperger's. Ah. Uh. Because I was still a Spurg. <coughs> I only responded with Ah. Oh. Shit, dude. Yeah, he replied. And that conversation died. I didn't like seeing him like this, so rather than be awkward and stupid, I was at the park the last time we saw Josh. I decided to cheer him up, invite him to a party. A party that at this point didn't exist yet. Oh, well played. Well played. Well played. We're going to have a party. Why don't you come to this party on Friday? Loads of people are going to be there. Loads of people are going to be there. Yeah, come to this party on Friday. It's going to be well good, mate. Well good. Where is it at? Don't know, mate. I'll find out for you. Take, back, take you back in a minute. No, well, let me just find out, mate. I wasn't going to go anyway, but now you're coming. I'll go. You know what I mean? I'll find you back in a minute. He told me it sounded good. No wanker shrimp on the barbie cunts there, I. No, mate. No guildies going. The next day at school, I begged with all my friends to have a party. All of them couldn't be asked. I decided to pull my trump card and let the whole school know that motherfucking Quinmer, the maddest dog and sickest cunt in the state, would show up if somebody was to have a party. At this point, though, nobody wanted to throw the party. You mean you want to invite that guy who, like, put Tristan in the hospital and got sent to a special school? That guy? Why would we want to throw a party for that guy? Sorry. No. So I decided I'll throw a party. I'll throw a party at mine during a night I knew my parents would be out late. Plenty of people showed up just to watch Quinma break my house. Oddly... The party was actually pretty good. The 4X was flowing and there was a mint game of Goon of Fortune. <sighs> Fuck's sake. Fucking Australians. What the fuck is a Goon of Fortune? Goon of Fortune. An Australian drinking game between any number of individual people. The name of the game is a spoof on the TV show Wheel of Fortune. Okay. The game is based on a popular game show, Wheel of Fortune. One or more, depending on the number of players, goon sacks are pegged to a hill's hoist and players sit under the perimeter of the clothesline and make sure red and white wines can be used if players are of expert level. Now, I don't think we're ready for mythic goon of fortune. We want the LFR version. However, only one variety of wine is recommended for amateurs. Okay. A player spins the hills hoist. We'll get to that. I don't know what a hills hoist is. Andy, can you open the door for Emma? Andy, Yo. can you open the door for Emma? She's got no key. All right. A player spins the hills hoist 
to start the game. And when the clothesline comes to rest, the players under the goon bag, the goon bag, must drink an amount of goon. So goon is wine. Goon is wine. An amount of goon agreed upon before the commencement of the spin. Players are prohibited to impede the natural spin of the clothesline in any way. Penalties will vary on surroundings. I'm going to leave it to you guys to YouTube that. I know I'm going to YouTube that. There you go. <laughs> Correction, goon is cheap, crappy wine. Goon is wine in a bag. Wine in a bag. All right, we all know wine in a bag. We're good with that. Now, only experts are allowed to use red and white. I think at the next PreachCon, we might play some Goon of Fortune. Anyway, there you go. Goon of Fortune. So there's a really good game of Goon of Fortune being played in the backyard. All right, so our man has actually given us a description. I didn't know this. The next line is the description of Goon of Fortune. He translates it as, Goon of Fortune is a game where you are tied, where you tie a $10 four-litre bag of wine on a clothesline, spin it around, and the person it lands on has to take a drink. Oh, that's much easier to understand, actually. Yeah. Once Quinmer had shown up, the atmosphere had actually calmed down rather than escalated. Everybody had chilled out, and Quinmer sat next to one of the senior girls and really hit off. He walks in, he pulls. Hey, eh? Quinmer up in here. Yeah, I'm the dangerous boy. I'm the danger boy. Who wants to play with this? Yeah, I've been in prison, kind of. Well, it was a special school, but it's kind of like prison for people who are young. Do you know my chemical romance? That shit speaks to me. Uh. I spent the entire night red-faced, but occasionally taking a glance at Quinma, who was really getting into this girl. Before long, my parents were home, and everybody was told to leave. I was whooped and told I had to clean up everything. The next day, I received a text of thanks from Quinma. He told me the night was awesome and about the girl he met. The girl he was talking to was actually chill, and a few weeks later, they were dating. She didn't care for WoW like Jersh, but Quinma still logged on every now and again to catch up and run some dungeons like back in the good old days. Quinma is one of my best friends today and a bit of my mentor. As bad of an idea as that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. I mean, if you want. Back in year four, I could never imagine that he would have my back the way he does now. And I have WoW to thank for that. Thank you, WoW. Thank you, WoW. I don't know. What do you guys think? Is that a good idea or a bad idea? Uh, I mean... Mm. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll, uh, I'll let you guys decide whether you think... Uh, uh, I don't know. Right. <laughs> a boat, a boat mentorship, a boat, <laughs> maybe for combat training. I don't know. I don't know if you should men be mental. Look, Quinman might be a really nice guy, honestly. Might be a really nice guy. But if he's the kind of guy that when you say, hey, I'd like to invite, uh, we should go to a party because Quinman's coming and everybody says no, I refuse to go because he will destroy my house like Bigfoot. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's him. That's all I'm saying. Maybe, maybe maybe, someone else. You could pick someone else. You know. It's highly up to you, though. You do what you got to do. All right. Let's have... Uh... Now, this one, I'm going to need you guys' help on this one. I'm going to need your guys' help. 
because I don't know if our author's a douche. Now, he obviously watches, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. It kind of came across to me. I checked this one. I don't know. I don't know. Because I imagine when most people write me their story, right? Let's be honest. When most people write me their story... When most people write me their story... I imagine they downplay their failings and upscale the other people <laughs> a little bit. Just turn it up a little bit. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people. Uh, Alright, I need a guild name, ladies and gents. Yeah, I imagine, if, especially if you want someone to definitely come across as the bad guy. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. Guna Fortune. Excellent. Yeah, Guna Fortune shall be the guild. Guna Fortune. How could we not? Alright, here we go. Joining the guild. This guy's included some screenshots, by the way. The story begins in the middle of Mists of Pandaria. Shortly before the Siege of Orgrimmar had been released. I was looking for a new raid guild. As I had come back to the game after a break that I went on because of school, and the start of Mr. Pandaria Dailies made me borderline suicidal. It was grim. Let's be honest, it was grim. You don't need to farm the rep for them legendaries, though, mate. Nah, mate. You don't need to farm the rep for those legendaries. You don't need to. It's easy game, easy life, mate. But you do, though, in order to get the legendary items. They're not a requirement, though. You can raid without them. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I remember. I was playing a prop paladin at the time and had a craving for progression raiding. I hadn't since the start of Cataclysm. Right when I got back to the game, so did an old friend of mine, Peasant, who I had been friends with since Wrath. Peasant expressed to me that he was interested in trying out healing in a raid, as he had only ever had raiding experience as a DPS warrior before this. We came in contact and decided to look for a guild together as we were on the same server as being a healer-tank combo would probably get us into a guild pretty easily. We looked around the realm forums for a guild that looked suitable for us. It was called Goon of Fortune. This guild described itself as casual, friendly guild that will start 10-man raiding when Siege of Orgrimmar is released. That sounds like a good guild. That sounds like a very, very, very good guild. No, invite me. Please don't decline my application. <laughs> Since I had been gone for so long and naturally didn't have that good gear at the time, Peasant wanted to play a role he'd never played before. We intentionally, he joined this guild intentionally, looked for a guild that was just starting off so that we'd have an easier time, a place to make mistakes and learn. And luckily for us, Goon of Fortune accepted our applications. Right around the same time we joined the guild, another duo of friends joined. Namely, they were called Sauce TV and Robert. The first few weeks while we waited for Siege of Orgrimmar, we did casual content together to better get to know each other, to form synergy. And during this kindling, me and Peasant figured out the crucial points about this guild we had joined. Sauce TV was chill and bancy. He was chill. And he was Bansy. Craig, Craig and Garrett were a couple and they never did anything without playing with the other one. 
they needed their significant others. And Sars TV was a smouldering type of person. Whenever he spoke up, he sounded perpetually irritated. Just permanently irritated. When doing the Throne of Thunder LFR, I also tried to establish more contact with Sars TV to strengthen our fellowship as tanking partners, as I think good friends will have an easier time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we're going to have a really good time together, it's going to be fine. Yeah, every single time I tried to start a conversation with him, he'd brush me off. Short answers, and sometimes he wouldn't even reply at all. The week of Siege of Ogrimmar release came. We decided to have our first normal mode Siege of Ogrimmar raid on Thursday. So that everybody in the guild could get hold of some kick-ass new epics from the Timeless Isle on Wednesday. Right, no raid on Wednesday. Argus, right? Are you listening? No, listen up. We're a raid guild, right? But... It's early days, isn't it? So Wednesday in the new raids out, we're not going to raid that day. What we're going to do, Broken Shore. Broken Shore in all Wednesday, right? And then tomorrow, we're going to raid. All right? <laughs> tomorrow, we're going to raid. We'll raid on a Thursday. We're going to wait. We're going to wait. We want to make sure everybody can get all their stuff up, right? We're doing Broken Shore. It's all good. It's all good. We want kick-ass new epics. Need some of that relinquished gear. Get working on it, yeah? Argus, I want some good, solid relinquished gear. Want to see you all 9-10 before the raid. Alright, good stuff. On our first raid night, me and Peasant came prepared. Feasts, flasks, potions. As well as looked up the Fat Boss Guides for every single fight in Siege of Ogrimmar the previous day. We stood in front of Immersius. It quickly became apparent to us that the rest of this guild weren't... Raiders. A few had come prepared. But literally everybody else in the guild had done... Zero preparations at all. Not only that. <laughs> not only that. But Craig asked on TeamSpeak, has everyone read about this fight in the Dungeon Journal? Click yes on the ready check if you have. <laughs> Instantly, everybody clicked yes on the ready check. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We pulled Immersius. And we wiped on Immersius. <sighs> Avoiding the swirl was impossible. And Garrett had no idea she could heal blobs during the disperse phase. After the wipe, after the wipe, Robert sighed and said, This boss should be impossible to wipe on. How did we wipe here? Whereupon our feral druid responded with, Mate, I did not know this boss was going to do that swirl, though. Kill me, innit? I didn't know. I don't know. At least I was spinning around in that. Mental. That was fun. Doesn't he look good, though? Doesn't he look good? Well, good fight. Swirly though, all the water, mental, mental. <laughs> Robert probably lost his mind internally at that point, but he tried to remain calm, calm, and seethingly explained the tactics to everyone, alongside, <laughs> alongside, Craig. 
We pulled again. And this time we got him down and moved on to the fallen protectors. Craig decided that we would tank, that he would tank Rook and I would tank he Softfoot, which I was fine with. We wiped three times. All in which I had received the gouge. At least once each pull, due to my attention not being on the boss. While waiting for the fourth pull, I got a whisper from Craig. If um, you get gouged again, I'll just tank everything. It's really easy to not be hit by that. It pissed me off a little bit. Just because I was looking worse than I really am. But I answered with, alright, I'll do better. On the fourth pull, we killed it, but I still got gouged. Craig commented on it during the fight. After an hour or so of wiping on Nurushen, it became clear to us that we did not have the DPS for Nurushen. We made the decision and we turned it from normal to flex. Where we managed to down Nurushen. But we hit the wall on the flex Shah of Pride. Progress was slow in our guild. Our usual mantra was to try normal mode each week. Do as much as we could. After which we'll turn it down to flex. Until we hit a wall. A month of progress we had made it all the way to General Nazgrim on normal. And Thok Blackfuse on flex. Not only that but there was a whole host of problems in this guild. I'll reel some off for you here. Garrett was a horseshit player. Who couldn't avoid fire if she was near a fire IRL. And she never seemed capable of learning anything more than what she had started with. Which was very little. Not only that, but she was utterly, utterly immune to criticism. Anytime she was called out for dying or anything of the sort, her fellow Craig would threaten to loot ban them from the next three boss kills for causing bad karma in the raid. Bad karma. Bad karma. The between boss bans was okay, as Peasant and Source TV and I all wanted to make the raids just more fun. However, if you said a single word during a boss fight that was not related to mechanics, mate, Robert would immediately tell you to shut up and focus. But, Peasant and I never made any jokes during raid hours. Robert wasn't a particularly good raid leader. He was too laid back, and whenever a question about the mechanics... You give a half-ass answer and throw it over to Craig for doing some extra information. Craig also seems to have a strange, unfound hatred towards me. This would take the form of him sounding really aggressive any time he spoke to me. On top of that, whenever I fucked up in the raid, he would call me out accusingly. Even though, even though Garrett and other dipshits of the guild fucked up at least twice as often as me. It just seemed like he started seeing red whenever he saw my character. All the other unnamed members of the guild were on the same level as Garrett when it came to dealing with mechanics and damage. As you can imagine, this was a problem, as all the unnamed members of the guild were DPS, and they were all vastly, vastly terrible. Everyone except for... Oh, what's that name? Damn it. Everyone except for Tanan, the Feral Druid. Everyone except for Tanan, the Feral Druid. He actually showed interest in raiding, more than the others, and learned quickly when he was told how things were done. This all persisted. This all persisted, ladies and gents, until we defeated Garrosh Flex. 
by that time, we had reached Dark Shaman's Normal. It was the biggest roadblock for us, as many of our members had issues with the fights that involved moving in some way. After having killed Garrosh a few times on Flex, we went over and had a guild meeting. In this guild meeting, it was decided we are going to go full-time normal mode. We're going to take it seriously and we're going to push. There'll be no more organized flexi raiding. We will be a full-time normal mode raid guild. Some people were troubled about whether or not we'd get all the loot we needed in order to complete normal mode. But we pushed on. Siege of Orgrimmar had been out for two to three months. And all the problems from before still persisted. On a Sunday raid, the last raid before reset, where we must have gotten up to about 30 or 40 wipes on the Dark Shamans. Craig reached his boiling point. He logged off TeamSpeak and typed in guild chat. I can't put up with you guys making this many mistakes. I'm going to go to bed. If you haven't sorted yourselves out by Wednesday and we keep die dying on this normal mode boss, me and Garrett are leaving. And then he logged out. Shortly after, Garrett said, sorry, but I'll be off for the night as well. I'm promptly logged off. As Peasant found out later, Craig had told Garrett something on the lines of, why aren't you supporting me with my log off? After this, the raid was called by Robert. It happened shortly after our 10 minute halfway break. Me and Peasant were angry about Craig's outburst and asked Robert to kick Craig as the guild's own rules stated that raging and causing drama would result in a G kick. But Robert said no. He is our best player. And getting a new tank would be too difficult for us. Craig was too valuable to kick. He did assure us, however, that he would talk to Craig, sort things out, smooth it over. And he said, me and Peasant would have to take his word for it and log off for the night. The following day, the guild message of the day said to check Robert's latest post on the guild forums. The post was long. Way too long. It was a very lengthy explanation of how Robert is now going to change the way this guild works in order to improve progression. Among these things is that we would start using logs. We would check what people were doing in raids. There wouldn't be any more sugarcoating when telling people to stop making mistakes. And lastly, Craig was now going to be the co-raid leader alongside Robert. And we were going to be a very serious raiding guild. Flasks would now be mandatory in all raids. Food buffs would be mandatory in all raids. I mean... I asked Robert what had caused this sudden change in attitude. They said that Craig had convinced him that this guild needed change to go further and that change would of course be better with more stern leadership. I personally didn't mind this as I was getting tired of all the mistakes. I was more worried about how this change in attitude would affect our success. Little did I know how it would unfold. 
the Wednesday came. Craig came online. He hadn't been online since that Sunday when he had gone crazy. And now that he was a raid leader, he seemed to be even more serious and focused than usual. Sharp as an eye. Arrow down the middle. It was farm day. We cleared up to the Dark Shaman easily, as most members of the guild by this point had enough raid loot equipped that realistically, we could have started heroic raiding if we wanted to. And the change in leadership was noticeable. Craig and Robert did start calling people out properly, even though it was in quite an overly aggressive manner. At one point, Robert said to practically said to the practically fire fetishist Garrett that she really had to look out for AOE mechanics. Oh, it was very stern. I don't want to scare you, Chloe, but you really need to stop standing in fire. That's how stern I'm being. Yeah, I'm sorry I had to speak up like that. Yeah, I don't mean to offend you, but if you could stop standing in fire, that'd be appreciated, right? I apologize for my tone. I didn't mean to be rude. In fact, I take it back. I take it back. I don't know what got a hold of me. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Robert. <laughs> that went quiet because he knew Garrett had gotten moody IRL over this. <coughs> and he reverted back quickly to not calling her out for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Impressively enough, in the last 30 minutes of raid, we killed the Dark Shamans for the first time. This was definitely due to our changing leadership, I might add. People were focused. They were taking criticism, except for Garrett, obviously, and learned from it. We were in high spirits. We decided to do one or two pulls on Nazgrim before calling it. But one thing stood in our way. One thing stood in our way. The Nazgrim trash. Yeah. I should point out that me and Peasant would usually use toys and stuff during raids. Just on trash, just harmless fun. And I had recently got hold of Ali's Sky Mirror. Now I had this item, I suddenly had a bright idea on the way to Nazgrim. That Peasant should go into a pool of water, be a seal, and then I would Sky Mirror him so that I could look like a seal. We did this. After which I went on over to the trash that the group was dealing with and started helping out. Sauce TV. <laughs> when did you become a seal, though? To which I responded with... <laughs> Most people piss themselves. Except Craig. Stopped dead in his tracks and his character. Remove that transformation. Or I'm kicking you. TeamSpeak felt silent. Followed by me asking, what? This was the response. Now I'm going to read this word for word. <laughs> when you're a seal, you have a bigger hitbox. And I keep on clicking you instead of the mobs all the time. Everyone else has this problem too. Remove it. You are making this trash more difficult than it needs to be. This is where I did one of the worst things a guy could do in this situation. Hold up. As it went silent, and he obviously waited for me to respond. All I could think of saying and the only thing I wanted to say. Tab target though.
This did not make him happier. <laughs> this did not make him happier. <clears throat> His reply to that. You are literally ruining this raid for everyone right now. Stop being a seal and stop complaining. I rolled my eyes and said fine and removed it. We then went on to have two awesome wipes at Nazgrim as the raid killed each other and our raid night was over. The following day I logged on around lunchtime to see another guild message of the day. Telling us that we must travel once again to the guild forums to read yet another post. So I logged in and I took a look and this time it was Craig who had written a post. Paragraph one of our extended thesis on raiding was him expressing happiness with the guild that had actually got itself together and killed Dark Shaman's normal. We had overcome our biggest hurdle and we were together. However, the next few paragraphs were about the new rules that are coming into effect the next raid. It was now banned to use any kind of transformation item during any raid. The word was forbidden. Using one would get you loot banned on the next boss. This is ridiculous. I told Peasant about it. Peasant agreed that it was really stupid, but I don't know, I don't really care. I also spoke with Source TV. And asked if Craig had always been such a tight ass. And he said, yeah. Now on this particular day, I was very tired as I had been working hard with schoolwork lately. And I felt that I would need a nap before raid. <sighs> About four hours before raid time, I put my head on that pillow. I set my alarm to 7.40pm. A good 20 minutes before that raid would start. Now, you might expect me to say that I slept through my alarm, but you would be wrong. I did click the snooze button on the first alarm, which took me to 7.50. I felt when I did get up, though, that I really needed something to eat. So I went to make a sandwich. Would you know it, my dad wanted to talk to me about something insignificant. It held me up. What was one to do? I was still in the clear, however. And at 8.02pm, I came online. A solid two minutes after raid time had started. My character was always standing, already standing at the shrine. Invmate! I typed into that G-chat. Craig replies, Where have you been? You are late. Now, I have to ask you, chat. Do you tell the truth? Or do you make up a bamboozle? It's going to get you sex. You tell a lie. Anyway, I'm off to get I'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Yeah. Our author replies. I needed a sleep and a sandwich. It's only two minutes. In... Yeah, fuck you, Pearl. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> if you're dealing with a massive bell end like this, I don't think telling him that you're late because you had a nap and a sandwich is going to go down too well. I'm just saying. 
No. This is exactly the behavior that needs to stop. You turning up late only shows that you are not committed or serious enough about raiding for our guild. I was confused, weirded out, slightly angry, and wanted to laugh at all the same time. Before this point, I had never been late to a raid. I always came prepared. I was just in general one of the most dedicated members of our raiding team. After a minute of contemplating a good reply and such a ridiculous message, I thought about my options. What to do here. So I said, Sorry I'm late. He bit the bullet. He's the bigger man. Sorry I'm late. It's only two minutes. You've wasted more time talking about this. Can you just end me so we can start? No. Give it up. Coming late to raids is a punishable offence. Your punishment, sir, is that you will not get to raid today. And be happy that your punishment is light. Now, before this goes too far, I did then tell him that I was one of the only two tanks in the guild. Tanking privilege, y'all. Tanan will be filling his tank today. This only added to my confusion, as there had never been any mentions of Tanan having the gear or knowledge to tank if need be. Because of this, I whispered Tanan straight away, asking if he had the gear to tank, to which he said, No. Never even played Gar- Oh, I need to sound like a druid. <laughs> no. I've never even played Guardian in my life, and they're telling me to tank now? Well, <laughs> Gorch. I told him to just leave the groups, as he shouldn't be forced to play something that he's not confident in playing. <coughs> he responded with, <laughs> Sorry, but I don't want to get into trouble. I'm just a big old cow anyway, so I'll just tank. I then turned back to the guild chat and continued the conversation. Tanan doesn't even have an appropriate tanking set. He's never even tanked before. It'll be a massive waste of time to even attempt progressing on Nazgrim with him. We will try. And if it doesn't work, we will do flex instead so that he can be get better prepared for future tanking. Now stop whining. Go back to sleep, since that's apparently more important to you anyways. <sighs> it's got you there. It's got you there without a hot fire, man. It's got you there. That is when I had enough. I logged out, decided to chill out, watch some YouTube videos. And while watching videos, Peasant kept me up to date with a play-by-play -play of what was happening in the raid. Apparently, they hadn't even turned it to normal and gone straight to Flex to gear up to Nan. <laughs> We're gearing you up in Flex, boys. It's alright, you can thank us for the boost later. They ended up wiping on most of the tougher bosses. Tanan didn't know what he was doing. At some point, Tanan said, I don't really want to keep tanking. I'm not having fun. Which then made Craig guilt him into it, continuing by saying something like, You have to tank. Otherwise, you are not fulfilling your raider role as a druid. The overall atmosphere on TeamSpeak had changed. There was no bants. The only people who spoke were really Garrett and Craig and Robert. Tanan did try to make some joke about, Well, Arthur has missed way too many raids anyways. It's totally time to get rid of him. But no one seemed to get the joke. After the raid had ended, I came online to see Sauce TV, Craig, and Robert still online. 
Not five seconds after I logged in, the guild chat started. Sleep well, did we? Said Craig. I didn't sleep. I was watching YouTube. How was Flex? It was great, actually. Tanan said he's really getting the hang of tanking and wouldn't mind if he got the chance to tank some more in the future. I waited a few seconds before I dropped the bomb. Bull shit, dude. Peasant already told me everything that went on in that raid. And I know Tanan hated it and he did badly. Craig didn't respond at all. It was time for Robert to chime in. Will you be on time for Sunday's raid? Yeah, I've always been on time. I don't understand why you made such a big deal of two minutes. It's not like I missed the whole raid night. Robert came back again. It's just about discipline. If we don't punish you for being late, then you'll just start getting later and later and later. This was the point I had enough. I decided just to leave the guild, log off, no reply. At this point, it was clear as day what was going on. Robert, for some reason, decided that I should be made an example of so the rest of the guild would know what happens if they didn't obey the commands. There is no way I will be a pawn in a pseudo power play for the guild. <laughs> I mean, it happens in all these guilds, man. The following day, I logged in to find two in-game males waiting for me in my inbox. One was from Craig. The other was from Tanan. Which one do you want first? Which one do you want first? I know which one you want first. All right. Craig says, Yeah, mate. Very mature of you to leave the guild mid-conversation. Can't say I'll be sad to see you go, though. I have never liked you. Now, at least I won't have anybody to compete with for my tanking loot. Good luck finding a guild that can actually tolerate you and your lateness, asshole. From Craig. And then, of course, from our man, Tanan. <laughs> I was sad to learn that you left yesterday. I know, he's been picking on you a few times. I hope he don't leave me with bad feelings towards anyone. <laughs> Cow dance. My comments regarding your sign-ups are in good humour. To BH, I don't see why they were so strict with them anyways. I think you are a good tank, and you'll definitely be missed. Good luck in the future, though. <laughs> Needless to say, people had mixed feelings about me in the guild. I felt more relief about leaving than sadness. Peasant actually decided to stay for a couple more weeks. He really liked chilling with Source TV and Tanan and wanted to continue playing with them. So through Peasant, I still keep up to date. I still kept up to date on what happened in the guild after I left. Shortly after the guild, Craig decided to take a break from WoW as all the drama had burned him out. <laughs> Classic, man. <laughs> he ended up passing, oh, uh, passing GM over to Garrett, his girlfriend. And Robert remained as a raid leader. Shortly after, Garrett decided she had grown bored of playing a priest and decided to become a warlock. Oh, shit. Because of, because of this, she put the guild on a raid break for three weeks so that she could level her warlock in peace. Love it! Love it! Beautiful guild! What? That's the best! The whole guild's on a raid break for three weeks so she can level her alt. Oh, that's amazing. Sign me up. That's awesome. I love it. Oh, 10 out of 10. 10 out of fucking 10. Oh, sign me up, dude. 
What's the commitments? Food and a flask. I think I can make it. I think I can dedicate enough time to this. It was on the last week of the break that Peasant left as well. The very last thing you heard from them was that Craig was considering leaving the guild to pursue world first raiding. <laughs> yeah, of course. Get hardcore now, team. You might wonder how well that worked out for Craig. Well, I did some armory searching right now and found that that guild is still alive to this day, but under a new name. With Garrett and Robert as co-GMs. And as it turns out, Craig and Source TV are still in the guild. Both officer ranks. Even Tanar is still in the guild as a core raid member. Me and Peasant ended up re-rolling to join my sister's guild. Oh my god. What? We are enjoying heroic raiding for the remainder of Siege of Agrimar. And nowadays I'm playing casually in Legion as my workouts don't permit me to raid anymore. Now hoping to get a taste of Antorus towards its end. This is the end of my tale. And you and all that chat have a wonderful, wonderful time. We will! Oh, big shouts out. Hey, I think the GM putting the whole guild on a raid break is possibly the best thing I've ever heard any drama time. So that she can re-roll. That's genius. That's genius. That's really taking your commitment to the next level. That's great. What a wonderful drama time. Really good. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of drama time for this week, but it is not the end of us. Emma will be with you in about three hours uh, for her continuation of the story. And tomorrow, me and Hamburger will be here for web show time with all your wow news coverage and stuff. Yeah, boys? Yeah. Yeah. We are our team. You're a team? Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm putting the family on a raid break so I can find a new family. <laughs> <laughs> I will see you tomorrow, everybody. Bye-bye.